Hello and welcome back to the Logan and Jake Take Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Logan. And this is the second of three podcasts that we uh, recorded on December 2nd. Um, those of you who heard our Spooky Season 2023 episode from last week will know that after a an unplanned but unfortunately unavoidable three-month hiatus, we decided to record the um, remaining three podcasts for 2023 uh, in one sitting to make sure that we got the great content out to you loyal listeners. Um, so last week... Tis the giving season. Uh, it Indeed. Last week, uh, our episode um was covering the spooky season uh movies that we saw and mostly enjoyed this year and we're going to talk about the movies that we've watched around that time and since then that were not spooky season themed so movies such as the equalizer three starring denzel washington or the three equalizer as logan calls it so much um uh priscilla Sophia Coppola's um, Elvis Presley and Priscilla um, love story movie. Um, the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, Snakes I think is what it's yes, called. Yep. Uh, and um, Thanksgiving, <laughs> the Eli Roth slasher movie that's been teased ever since Grindhouse back in... Um, the uh, I want to say 2006 or 2007 is when Grindhouse um, was made. Uh, so there's been a, a good bit of stuff to come out. And oh, also Godzilla minus one. Uh, Logan and I saw that last night. So it's the most recent thing we've uh, we've watched. Um, I also saw um, a really interesting take on the. Um, UFO abduction story. Um, I think it's called No One Will Save You on Hulu. Uh, many of you will know what I'm talking about. Uh, it came out uh, sometime around October, I believe, and it was a really interesting movie. Um, so, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about Logan um, because the people are listening to us on a different week, um, even though it's only been <laughs> a few minutes. Um, uh, instead of saying how was your week, I was about to say um, literally. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, did, didn't I talk about that? In the last no, one? we actually kind of like oh. sk- glossed over it with like a generalized. It, we have lots to be thankful for. It was good, um, minus the seventeen hour you, car ride. It was. You did mention the um, that you went up there and that you documented the journey. Um, I documented the journey from. Lancaster, Lancaster to Philadelphia. I did not document the journey from Griffin, Georgia to Pennsylvania because about six hours in, I was ready to kill myself. But uh, you you got to spend some time with some, uh, I did. some I got family. To spend some time with some family that I'd never met before. Shout out to Ancestry.com, the sponsor of this week's episode. Not really, but hey, you never know. <laughs> um, it was great. Really nice people. It was like we'd known them our whole lives, that, which was nice. Um, Thanksgiving itself was fun for the first time in my entire life. Actually, that's not true, but for the first time in a long time, uh, I was the traveling family, a traveling part of the family to go to Thanksgiving when usually people just 
come to us. So that was that was fun. Um, the drive, the drive itself, like the the physical drive, took a toll. Got emotional in certain parts, but also it's just long. The trip it was only supposed to take eleven and a half hours, but because of frequent stops and needing to get gas. It, you, you tack on more, and then on the way up there, there was traffic and rain everywhere. It was freezing cold. I liked the cold. Some of the people in the car didn't. Uh, and it just, uh, honestly, the longest part of the trip was through Virginia, which just miles and miles of nothingness in Virginia. It's, it's terrible. The only fun part of Virginia was that I sang uh, Country Roads by John Denver. <laughs> That's a good tune. Which, as some people may not know, that song is not about the state of West Virginia. It is about Western Virginia. <laughs> but that's for another podcast. But no, um, I will say this. The states of South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia, no one knows how to drive. <laughs> like, at all. Of course not. Also, they are all some Yankees. All do. <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. The South stops in North Carolina. Uh, but they don't know how to drive, and their roads are garbage. Like, literally garbage. And I'm like, what, what, are, all these, what are all these fares for, for these tolls and whatnot? What's this money going to? Because it's not going to maintaining your shit roads. Do better. Please. I'm begging you. But also the next time I make yeah, a trip, I'm, fl- I'm flying. When you see those, when you when you see those those bumps in the road, and more importantly, feel them in your plums, you know they are trolling more than tolling. Um, also, Virginia let me down because we passed through Roanoke, and I didn't see not nary a supernatural beast that could have kidnapped a colony full of people, nor did I see the word Croatoan carved on any trees. So, do better, Virginia. Ah. Uh, in Richmond. Disgusting. It smells like straight ass. <laughs> it that's a good that's a good uh, historical question that I don't have an answer to. Is the uh, the tree that Croatoan was carved into still there? That's a that's an interesting historical Maybe. question. Maybe could you Depending like actually go see that? That would be cool. Well, I mean, you could see. You wouldn't know it was the tree though, because the tree would have kept growing if it's still there, and it would have just grown over the the carving. But more, but more than likely, they just cut it down because it's probably like a strip um, or something now. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Um, what vehicle were you guys riding Mine. in? Oh, it was your Mine. car. Man, that would be tough for a... Mine. For wow. those that don't know... If it was like a I Ford Expedition a, or I something... I drive a Kia Forte. Oh, man. And there were five of us in the car. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Now... Out of the kindness of my heart, I volunteered to like, cause due, due to some technical difficulties, other people's vehicles were not up to snuff for that long drive. So I was like, we can just all take my car. You just need to chip in gas money. Golly. It was supposed to be me and my sister in my car and the three other people in my aunt's Jeep or somebody else's car. It didn't work that way. Um... And certain people who will not be named, <coughs> my mother, are backseat drivers and want to complain about everything, which then just leads to arguments. I'm like, look, if you want to drive, then drive. <laughs> but if you don't, if, if you're, then shut up. Shut up. Okay? <laughs> it's my car. I'll drive how I see fit. Just, 
I can see it now. I can, I can see it being like, I can see you now. Like, uh, Deborah, Deborah, I got this. Like, I can see it. Honestly, I was like, I just need to jump out of the road and like fall into, because we were passing through the some mountains. It might have been the Appalachians. I don't know. I was like, I can just jump out and just be done with it. Also, while I did not drive the most on the trip, I maintained one. I didn't have to because we were taking my car. So we wouldn't be going at all if it wasn't for my car. And two, I drove the hardest legs of the trip. I'm the one, because we left at 3.30 in the morning on Tuesday, I'm the one that drove from, from Georgia into like mid-South Carolina or like the very beginning of North Carolina. So I'm driving at 3 o'clock in the morning. The sun had finally rid. The sun didn't rise until like 7-something. So I'm driving for those first couple of hours. It's hard work, okay? It's hard work. And then on the ride back, I started driving around one of the Carolinas. But I start driving around 12 o'clock at night. And I'm dr I didn't get home until 5.30. So I drove the hardest part, and I'm minding my own business, doing my thing, and I was like, I swear to you all. It got to a point where I was just like, let me just, let me just, let me just swerve into the wall. Because <laughs> all of you are pissing me off. I'm that Paul. being said. We coming, Paul? <laughs> I'm meeting mm. Paul. Everybody else going somewhere different. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that being said, I love my family. I love the fact that we got to spend a Thanksgiving with other family members that we have not, that I'd never met. Um, and I look forward to spending more time with them. But uh, yeah, it, 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 the next time I go, it'll be, I'll, I'll be flying and I'll, I'll be flying by myself. Um, I don't even want them sitting next to me on the plane. So I uh, am. Yeah, so my Thanksgiving, uh, uneventful, the food was good. I have two Thanksgivings, of course, because I get my side of the family and the wife's side of the family though. Our sides don't really come together. They, they do. They're they're different days also because my in laws are truck drivers. So we do Thanksgiving the, the Sunday after um, Thanksgiving every year. And uh, food was good at both events. There was this kind of like slightly annoying thing that um, my lovely wife likes to do, where um, she'll make something. I'll enjoy it. Then at the other Thanksgiving, someone else makes that, and I'm like, this is really good. And she's like, well, did you like it better than mine? And it's like... The hell? I, that, 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 it's Thanksgiving. I wasn't trying to compete. It's, I was observing that the food was good. To answer your question, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, well, no, I'm very honest about it. I, <laughs> I will tell her which I prefer, but like... And she doesn't like get mad or anything, but she's just like, I just want to know because if, do I need to start making it that way? And it's like, no, make yours... You know, but uh, so Thanksgiving uneventful. Fortunately, um, I don't know. I think we're doing like they're calling it Christmas brunch on Christmas Day, but honestly, uh, it's not really brunch because it's just breakfast items after lunch. That's not brunch. Not That's at just all. a late breakfast. It's just breakfast after like at lunchtime. Yeah. So, uh, but um, but on. Uh, December twenty um, fourth. Um, that uh, what some I'll, people might call Christmas Eve. Yes, go on Christmas Eve. Um, there will probably be a small gathering that evening for 
the wife's family. Um, so, uh, holiday season's always fun, although I have yet to do any of my shopping. Um, and people getting gift cards this year, um, if that. I've yet to do any of my shopping, and uh, I always wait till the last minute. Um, I do need to get my wife um, several items that. Uh, she's been asking me for I've I've got to I've got to really zero in on that before I run out of money. Um, so, oh, uh, wait, no, this episode will come out. Never mind, never mind. I was going on a trip, but I won't have gone on that trip by the time this episode comes out. Not quite. Yes. Uh, although this episode will come out on the day of our friends miss gathering. What day is that? Tenth. December tenth. Mm. This mm. yeah. This is coming out on. The day of Friendsmas, so uh, wonderful. Uh, we ever decide what we're going to? We haven't. Uh, we really need to nail that one down. We've got everyone on the same page. This is we're going on the tenth at two p.m. I'm putting it out here. Cheesecake Factory. Um, Although, nah, it probably needs to be somewhere on this side of town. Well, because it's Sunday, and we, I mean, we all got to go back to work Monday. Plus, I don't have to do anything um, but be black and die. No, nah, I mean, it's technically true. Plus, I'm not sure. Spoiler alert, I'm black if people didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> there have been listeners who were not picturing Logan um, as a black man. Um, and I'm going to let, let them sit with their judgment for a bit. Like, why, why, why did you think that? <laughs> do, some, do some deep searching within yourself to... And try to figure out why you're surprised that I'm nor am I a Polynesian woman. Um, um, I don't think <laughs> I thought that one, but okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, Logan, uh, do you have, before we get Although into... Although I do have Polynesian people in my family. I have eaten Polynesian sauce many times. That's no. <laughs> no. Uh, so. It's not, the, it's, not, it's not the same. So, before we dive into the, the <clears throat> November movie reviews... Um, do you have any hot or quick takes for uh, this week's episode of the podcast? I do. Um, I'm always excited by these because I never know what I never know what level of heat you're going to bring with the questions. Um, um, which ones are going to really be difficult to answer, especially since we don't like prep these beforehand. You just lob them at me. That's off the cuff. Uh, honestly, honestly, I've got multiple hot this episode um the first one since we're going to be talking about the hunger games prequel later on anyway the first one gail did nothing wrong in the third movie when it came to the bombs he made it's not his fault that julianne Moore's shady ass decided to use that as an attempt to make it look like snow was killing people all that man did was design bombs to kill the enemy now, yes, did it inadvertently kill Katniss's sister? Sure. Did any of us genuinely care about Primrose Everdeen, though? Was that the funniest bit of irony of all time? Yes. Yes, yes it, it was. was. Because it made everything that Katniss did in the first three movies and two books pointless. And well, considering I don't like Katniss yeah. Everdeen because I think she's an unlikable character, has nothing to do with Jennifer Lawrence. I think Jennifer Lawrence is a great actress. I just think Katniss is, well, at least in the movies, because I haven't read the books. In the movies, she's not meant to be likable. That's my, her whole thing. My favorite character in the entire franchise. Hamish? No. Cinna? No. Dante Snow? Yes. Yeah. My favorite character was, certainly is now, and shall always be Coriolanus Snow. Can't wait to and watch that. I might watch that movie tomorrow. The prequel... 
um, which we'll talk about a little bit later because I did I did actually see it and I won't spoil a ton of stuff. But um, spoiler alert: he's a bad guy, Logan. What? <laughs> um, um, it uh, it it was it was really well made, and Coriolanus um, is a he's a he's a good. Um, like you know, Anakin in Episode Three type character. Like it's a it's a really good trajectory. You see it coming. You see, you see that that this is a guy that does have some humanity about him. But you also see why he is the way he is. And I think uh, I I think that movie's really well made. And it leaves. I will say one thing about the Hunger Games. It that franchise does as annoying as Katniss is. It does leave me with this like sort of sick feeling in the pit of my stomach because it does touch on something that is true about human nature and authoritarian governments and stuff. And this movie hits that tone perfectly, even better, I think, about like the early Hunger Games are like much more brutal and they're not the glamorous affairs of like the later games. And it's it's just really interesting, but we'll get we'll get there. Um, you said you had multiple hot takes. Uh, yeah. Hashtag Gail did nothing wrong. Uh, I mean, maybe he got a little pushy in regards to thinking that Katniss was in love with. Him. I'm in. I'm of the camp that Gail did nothing wrong, and also that I didn't want to see Katniss with Gail. I would have preferred um, her be with neither of them. Yeah, like, so, uh, I know a lot of people out there were like, she should have been with Gail, and I'm like... Oh, I got, I got damn near crucified by certain cast members of my show for being like, yeah, I like Gail, and he didn't do anything wrong. And then, one, a friend of ours, uh, shout out Abby, hope you're doing well, and, uh, Merry Christmas, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, she was like, do you like Anakin Skywalker? And I was like, yes, I like Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker is a very well-written character. Why would and I like him? And, and this is my thing that I think <coughs> I'm not saying that any of my cast members think this way, but I think a lot of people uh, misconstrue the fact that you can like terrible characters because they are interesting characters and you don't have to agree with the things they do. I love Hannibal Lecter. I'm yeah. not out here trying to eat people. I love, I love Francis Dollarhide. You don't see me trying to become the Great Red Dragon. I, I can't I, do that I, bit today. I had a... <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I we did a whole segment and uh, last week's episode about how much we love the character of John Kramer in the performance yes. by Tobin Bell. We don't agree with I John. I don't agree Kramer. with anything he does. I, you know, I, it's I love the Joker. I don't agree also, with people. With, you know, people watching cities burn. For, you know, no, sorry, it was the world. The world, yeah, world. yeah. Some people also seem to forget Gail's whole family died when mm -hmm. the Capitol bombed Griffin. <coughs> I mean, District Twelve. <laughs> um. Spoiler alert, that last movie was filmed in Griffin. Um, actually, I think both parts of the last movie were filmed in Griffin. Yes, we are, we are recording live as we Just down do the road from, from the firebomb ruins of District, District 12. 12. Literally. Uh, which is also the post-apocalyptic ruin of the early seasons of The Walking Dead. And it is also... Um, they filmed a lot of that TV it, show. It's also... Uh, uh, 
Vietnam from the Watchmen TV show. It is Vietnam from the Watchmen TV show. <laughs> Which took it's me, also where it they filmed me, Rectify. Yes, it is. We're right down the road from where they shot the first episode of Rectify, Griffin. It took me out of it, and we'll get back to the hot take in a second. It took me out of it when I was watching Watchmen, and they were like, oh, look, we're in Vietnam. I'm like, no, you're in downtown Griffin, because that's the building where they charge people an outrageous amount of money to pay their electric bills. Yeah. Like, you don't fool me. They also filmed Falcon and Winter Soldier here. Yeah. It they was, feel everything in Griffin. I will, I will say, I have never been more tripped out in my life than when I was watching Watchmen and Vietnam was Griffin. <laughs> it's crazy, I right? was like, I, I, I had these moments before where I recognize parts of Griffin in The Walking Dead, or I re- recognize parts of Sonoya as Woodbury in The Walking Dead. Uh, there have been these moments, like, they filmed part There's of... There's a part uh, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier where I'm pretty sure it takes place inside Safe House Coffee. They filmed. And I'm like, don't you dare! Well, they filmed like like uh, Zombieland in Hateful, yeah. my hometown. They filmed um, Goosebumps too with uh, a few years ago. They filmed that at McDonald's we right know, down the street. We know from a guy who apartment. worked on Zombieland. Jeff. Oh, he worked on he Zombieland. Worked on Zombieland. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like we sort of very casually know lots of industry people. Yes. Um, uh, and so it's, person that was in episode two, Lindsay, her sister was Chandler Rick's stunt double for The Walking Dead for yeah. a couple of years. Um, but um, but yeah, now Griffin, it's it's Little Hollywood, minus the outlandish. Our fr- our uh, uh, um, uh, our friend out of tempo, her um, her uh, buddy uh, 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 Rob, who was on the uh, the. The, uh, the Hawkeye podcast that we did um, uh, with the LARPers. We need He's to get the them because I didn't get to actually yeah. speak to them. He's the guy that, that like, in, the, you know, he, quite memorably in Hawkeye, he, he improvised the line. We're Avengers, y'all. We're basically Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, uh, I, he actually, since we spoke to him, I've seen him in a few things. He popped up in season one of Tulsa King and got killed by Sylvester Stallone. So that's, I'm pretty sure he was killed directly by Stallone. It or at least he was in a scene with Stallone. It wouldn't make any Actually, no, there's there's a built-in way to bring the Larkers back and have it actually be badass when we get to the Kang Dynasty. and No, Secret Wars, when they're going to be pulling people from different multiverses. Just have a universe where there's a multiverse where the LARPers are like actually Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Just bring them back. Because they I, were one of the highlights of Hawkeye. I think it would be cool if in uh, What If, one of the What If seasons, they got animated yes. LARPers and they were Avengers. And I would, I would want them to voice their own characters because that would be the coolest That would be, thing that would be cool. But, I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to manifest that one for Autotempo. Yes. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. starting the campaign. Yeah. Yeah. To get the LARPers not only in what if seasons like three or four, but also Avengers Secret War. And when it happens, please bring us to the red carpet premiere. <laughs> <laughs> shameless. I, Shame- will, I, will, hey, I will shamelessly. You ask miss every that. shot you don't take, so why wouldn't I? Right. Uh, so. Uh, um, but uh, hot take number two, and I think you, you're, this one might make you a little angry, and I apologize because I know that you. Or at least you have a friend who loves them. Sloths are ugly. They're ugly. And they're creepy. There's nothing cute about sloths. Their face is derpy. Their arms are way too damn long. The claws? The claws are creepy as shit. Okay? (laughs) They're terrifying. And you would think that just because they move slowly, they wouldn't be. 
No, that makes them even more frightening. Hashtag sloths are creepy. Hashtag stop pretending sloths are cute. Um, I think that the derpiness of their face is what makes them cute. Sir, they look like um, homicidal killing machines. But they do kind of look... They do kind of look like they are very slowly inching towards you to kill you. Exactly. And do you know how menacing you have to be in order for me to think that you're creepier than a koala? Koalas are creepy. And they... Have you heard the noise that a koala makes? Yes. Terrifying. <laughs> also, koalas heard it here first folks a lot of stds in the koala community apparently i think they've got like chlamydia or something that's a dark factoid to learn Facts. here at the logan and jake take podcast Facts. it's like <laughs> animal planet in this show right now <laughs> i'm just saying let's stop pretending koalas are not not koalas uh, they're not though let's stop pretending sloths are cute they're not they're not fair enough and as for the quick take this is a shout out to certain listeners of ours who I found it hilarious that they listen to this. What's your favorite My Chemical Romance song? Oh, oh wow. Okay, my uh, my what's my favorite favorite My Chemical Romance song? Indeed. Um. Okay. Ow. This is really a tough question because I do like MCR. Um. I'm going to say that and, and this is just by like just like by the smallest possible margin separating my number one and two favorites, okay? Just like slightly edging out I'm not okay for the top slot is um, the the Black Parade. Mm. Mm. Solid choice. I do think it's very interesting that our number two choices are the same song because I'm Not Okay is a fantastic That's song. That's a great song. Fantastic song. That's a really For great song. me, and our number ones come off the exact same album, for me, as much as I love Welcome to the Black Parade, my favorite My Chemical Romance song, Famous Last Words. That's a great song too. The instrumentals... Fantastic! Oh, it's amazing! Oh, it's so great! It's it's wonderful. But uh, shout out to the listeners of the podcast who are huge My Chemical Romance fans. Yes, and ironically, my students. So. <laughs> uh, Only got two more weeks of uh, class. Actually, one more week by the time. Well, yep. By the time you listen to this, guys, one more week. Keep up the good work. Don't fail the final. Um, study. Yep. Probably don't even have to study to pass my final. To be honest with you, so you're you're doing great. <laughs> um. So I don't have any like thing to really add in terms of um quick takes of my own, other than to say that um I went to the Georgia Georgia Tech game. Uh, last Saturday and I was downtown Atlanta of course and uh, Georgia Tech does this thing uh, uh, that they call the hell of a block party um, outside of Bobby Dodd Stadium every Saturday before big home games and that was to have some sort of musical act and um, you know homegrown talent or whatever well 
they brought out the big guns for this one. They did a free Ludacris concert. And, uh, you know, Ludacris, of course, that's right there in our, that's, that's our era. Um, we, we, we saw the rise of Ludacris. Um, and uh, some of our younger listeners might not know this, but Ludacris used to make music. And it was good. It was good music. Really good, as he reminded us all. Uh, there were, you might see Ludacris and be like, oh, yeah, that's Tej from Fast and the Furious. However, no, he was an amazing uh, hip-hop artist back in the day. Also, Tyrese Gibson also made music. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, uh, getting to see Ludacris, I mean, I'm not sure that, like, 33-year-old Jake appreciated that as much as, like, maybe 16-year-old Jake would have. But it was still really cool. Ludacris was awesome. Uh, a lot of times speaking directly to the audience. Um, it's clear how much he loves, you know, how much he loves ATL. It's clear how much he loves um, uh, his fans and the opportunities he's been afforded. It, he loves Fast and Furious. He, you know, he, uh, he seemed like he was having a really great time. And, you know, that was awesome because didn't have to pay for that concert. It was one of those things that's like, you get to do this if you uh, have tickets to this game. So that was awesome. Um, so, so yeah. Shall we? Uh, shall we use our last half hour to discuss the movies that we watched in um, the month of November? We should. Let's do it. Um. So, I well, I guess this is technically a holdover from last week. Um, I did watch. Um, Equalizer 3 back in October, I believe it was, starring Denzel. Um, love the Equalizer movies. I thought this one was better than the second one, not as good as the first one. But, um, look, uh, less violence, but when the violence hits, it really slaps. Um, it's an interesting story. Uh, it's, it's one of those tropes, you know, this recurs in these types of movies where uh, the hero is a little older, he's been injured, um, he really, really, really is trying to retire and leave the killing behind, and then like he finds some people that he cares about, uh, and then uh, and right when you think he's kind of like settling in with a new found family and friends or whatever, um, just when he thought he was out, he's dragged back in. And I think that um, it's the best of the Godfather movies. Uh, it's a really great premise. Um, Denzel is gravely injured at the beginning. He is nursed back to health by the people of this small town, uh, who are under the heel of um, a mafia organization. Um, he has a few run-ins with them. Uh, at first, he tries to largely ignore it because he's like, "I could kill all of them." Uh, and I could track down their leaders and kill all of them. I could do this stuff, but you know what? I'm going to just maybe, I'm going I'm to try the way of peace. I'm going to see if they'll, maybe they'll leave us alone. Eventually, he asks them, hey, leave us alone. Of course, they laugh at that idea, so he has to kill everybody. Um, and uh, it's a good movie. If you like The Equalizer, um, and especially if you like Denzel, there is no reason not to watch this movie. Pretty sure it's streaming now, so um, look that up. The Equalizer 3. Uh, good movie. Solid action. Solid action. I think I gave that one like a 7.5 out of 10 in my 
in my ratings. So, um, let's see what else. I'm trying to think of things that I know I saw that Logan didn't see, so that I don't take up a ton of time on those things. Um, Priscilla, I watched Priscilla. You guys will know, uh, I'm a big Elvis fan. You'll recall last year we had uh, um, the uh, YouTube uh, Elvis super fans and researchers. Um, uh, Spa Guy and uh, Trey from Globetrotting with Trey on and they talked about uh, uh, historical inaccuracies in Baz Luhrmann's Elvis film which they were not fans of. Uh, Logan and I reviewed Elvis in depth um, and uh, we also there were some other Elvis themed episodes. So you guys know I, I like Elvis. And so it was kind of unavoidable. There's pretty much no way I wasn't going to be able to go watch um, Sofia Coppola's movie Priscilla, which is based on Priscilla uh, Presley's book Elvis and Me, which she wrote in the 80s, which has already been adapted into a, uh, a made-for-TV movie in the 80s. And this movie was largely the same thing. It was just kind of like a bigger-budget remake. Jacob E. Lordy of, uh, oh gosh, uh, what, or Euphoria. A, Euphoria fame um, plays Elvis. Problematic character on their show. Um, which is probably why Sofia Coppola got him because Sofia Coppola's mission with that movie was to make Elvis look um, in my opinion Sofia Coppola's mission with this movie was to make Elvis look um, problematic bizarre and um I'm, th I'm trying to think of another word. Problematic, bizarre, and, and like, confusing. <laughs> like, um, it was weird. Um, parts of it I really liked. It looks great. I mean, Sophie, a couple of visually, she nailed this, the look of this movie. Um, the, the, the 19, the late 50s through the, to, through the early, the, the, the 60s to the mid 60s through to the early 70s. She nails the look of everything. Graceland looks incredible. Um, Jacob's performance as Elvis, uh, I, in terms of like sounding like Elvis and things like that, I think he did a great job. Uh, it's weird because the movie didn't really have the rights to Elvis music, um, so they just had to use an, a soundtrack of other popular songs from the time period, which Sofia Coppola does to great effect. There's a, there's a really good soundtrack to the movie that I downloaded after watching it. Um, uh, I think her name's Kaylee Spanny, or uh, yeah, who portrayed Priscilla. I thought she did great. Um, the problem is that the movie cherry picks about five or six stories from Priscilla's book, and uh, the ones that are the most sensational, and sort of throws them together with no context. So there's long stretches of time that are boring followed by Elvis randomly out of nowhere doing something that doesn't make sense, but makes him look horrible. So, uh, you know, in one scene, Elvis is uh, losing his temper at Priscilla and hitting her over the head with a pillow. Uh, the next scene, he's throwing a chair at her. There's three scenes of them happy together, one of them randomly doing LSD, and then... Uh, you know, there's a scene where it's very well established that she was cheating on him. Or, or, like, if you know what you're looking at, 
it show it like it frames it frames the moment where she's cheating on him with Mike Stone. But the problem is, is the movie doesn't really the movie really does not it touches on subjects but then sidesteps them and then uh there's this great scene in the 2022 movie where uh priscilla leaves elvis and is very emotional uh there's sort of a replay of that scene at the end of priscilla in which she leaves him but it's nowhere near as emotional and then like um in a nod to elvis um, who was supposed to sing this song but um, was not able to because of Colonel Parker uh, interfering with the business aspect of it. Um, Dolly Parton's original version of I Will Always Love You um, plays as Priscilla drives away, and it does not go into any of what happened later. Um, Priscilla's most lasting contribution has to be the fact that she saved Graceland and opened it to the public. And she became an actress. And all of the things that really would have been like, look, Priscilla was a strong woman who did lots of interesting things in her life. A lot of that stuff happened after her time with Elvis. And that story is in her book. It's not told, per se, in, um, you know, it's not told in this movie. And so, I don't know. I think the movie... Um, makes Elvis look kind of crappy, and I think it was uh, in, probably intentional. And, you know, Elvis was a human being. He wasn't a perfect person. But I do think that... Um, I do think Sofia Coppola could have framed some of that stuff better, and I think she intentionally did not. And I think that, um, you know, it is what it is. I'll never be a big fan of movies that, about anybody really, that uh, that really try to make somebody look kind of crappy many, many years after they've been gone and are here to defend themselves. But I will say this, in terms of, if, if it was an entertaining movie maybe 30% of the time, so, and it has a good soundtrack, so. Uh, that was Priscilla. I think I gave that like a six. Impressive to have a good soundtrack about a musical artist that you don't have the rights to their music. Uh, That's what happened with that Jimi Hendrix movie a couple years ago. Also, I'm still I'm still taking the Baz Luhrmann movie, uh, even though uh, it had lots of historical uh, inaccuracies in it. I'm still taking the portrayal of Elvis as a person in that movie over what we saw in uh, Priscilla. Um. And I did see the Hunger Games prequel, and I really enjoyed it. As I mentioned earlier, I think Corey Lannis Snow is an interesting character. I think you really, they do a good job of sort of setting up, you, you already know, right? You, you know, just like when you're watching episode three, you know Anakin goes to the dark side. You know Corey Lannis is not, you know he's not going to end up on the side of the people. You know he's going to endear himself in any way he can to the ruling class in order to survive. You know that that's what he's going to do. Um, but that does not make his um, falling in love with, um, uh, you know, the the, uh, um, the tribute 
uh, played by Rachel Ziegler from. Um, I think her name's like Lucy something. It's it's uh, Lucy Gray. Uh, he falls in love with Lucy Gray. And look, let me just tell you something. Rachel uh, Ziegler is fantastic in this movie. Uh, she is gorgeous. She is talented. The girl can sing her face off. If that was her singing, which I think it was, I mean, she's got a serious set of pipes. Um, and It probably was because she was the female lead in yeah. Steven Spielberg's yeah. West Side Story. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's got a serious set of pipes, and she's just... Like I said, beautiful, and um, Lucy Gray's a really lovely character, and a much better, a much better heroic figure than Katniss. Oh my goodness! Such it's just it's it's like Bilbo in the Hobbit movies was so much better than Frodo. It's like that, like um, you know. So uh, it's a really interesting. It, it really is a really interesting love story. It's an interest. It's a tragedy. It's a tragic story. Because I don't think that Coriolanus is a person without love in his heart, but Coriolanus is someone who is going to do what it takes to survive. And that's juxtaposed against people like Lucy Gray, who are survivors, but also they're not necessarily survivors at the expense of other people, whereas Coriolanus absolutely is. And um, you can see how, at the end, he is positioned to you know, many, many decades in the future become the person that he's so memorably portrayed by by, by Donald Sutherland. Um, do you think even though there, I don't know if there's a sequel book to that one, do you think they'll make just another movie about his rise to power? My thought process is yes. Uh, the actor uh, that, that portrayed the character was fantastic. Uh, and uh, when you, I don't want to spoil it because you'll enjoy the movie. And there's lots of our pe- people out there that probably haven't read it, haven't to seen watch it. Watch it tomorrow. Um, it ends in in a it ends in such a way where you wouldn't have to have anything else to bridge the gap, mm-hmm. but there's a ton of stuff you could show, and a ton of stuff that they could do. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. Shout out to my boy Peter Dinklage did a great job um, playing a character who was incredibly haunted. Um, you find out that he has a deep connection to the... He's, he's sort of the... Um, uh, blames himself for the creation of the games because they were kind of originally his idea. Um, but he was kind of just drunk and joking when he pitched the idea. But, like, Coriolanus's father was like, that's a great idea, and then went and pitched the idea as his own, and then it became a reality. Um, so Peter Dinklage has a chip on his shoulder against Coriolanus for that but like um, it's it's good Viola Davis is in the movie she's the game maker and let me tell you she is a nasty piece of work there is nothing Viola she's great, Davis yeah. can do to where she wouldn't be great at yeah she's fantastic um, so look great movie great movie um, sorry there's maybe a mild spoiler there what I told you about um Peter Dinklage's character, but it doesn't spoil the plot. Um, so, go watch that movie, Hunger Games, uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Great movie. Um, and I think it informs the main series a little bit, and it makes Coriolanus that much more interesting. Alright, um, so, Logan, let's talk about some of the things that um, either you've seen or the things that we that we both know we both watched. Um, so that you can get in here on this action because I've been talking for a hot minute. Uh, you want to start with Thanksgiving? 
Yes, Thanksgiving. We did both watch this one. We didn't get to watch it together. But uh, th- Thanksgiving, which uh, I think we mentioned before, Eli Roth sort of teased that way back when he and Tarantino teamed up for Grindhouse in like 20, 2006. 2007. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, um, Thanksgiving, it's, it's largely a, a – and I'm sure you got this as well. Like, it's largely a self-aware parody of Halloween. Yes. Um, but it uh, it's not a good movie, but it's an entertaining the movie. The best part of the movie is the first 20 minutes that takes place during Black Friday. The hilarious Black Friday massacre. If the whole movie had been just Black Friday... Mayhem. It would have been a better movie. Yes. But I think the problem is... Everything goes to hell in the first 20 minutes, and then they do a time jump to a year later. And because you don't know these characters, you kind of don't care about what their life has been like in the last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care that you broke up with your star baseball player whose hand got, like, jacked up, and you're now dating the, like, tool who is obviously written to, like, make it seem like he's the one killing people, but. Spoiler alert, he's not. Um, the characters are bland and generic, too. Like, there's not a single interesting character among them, in my opinion. The, yeah. the, the final girl, she's okay, but there's nothing about her that makes me go like, oh, yeah, like, I can't wait for another movie with you, uh, even though they're yeah. another movie. Uh, the characters were not memorable. The, the uh, bad guy, that was predictable. Let's just spoil it. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Okay, I will give you five seconds if you don't if you don't want to know who did it. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, and you you don't cast Patrick Dempsey in this movie. Pay him half the budget to be in this movie, unless he's the bad guy. Facts, right? So watching the movie because I went with the the cast of Much Ado. Watching it, I was like, early in the movie, I was like, it's probably gonna be Patrick Dempsey. The more interesting choice for the murderer would have been the wife of the dude who got her head cracked open by the uh, by the buggy. Yeah. Like, that would have been more interesting. But, like, I see Patrick's... I see Patrick Dempsey. I was about to call him Patrick Stewart. I see Patrick Dempsey, and in my mind, I, I'm not a Grey's Anatomy fan, so I don't see McDreamy. I see the bad guy from Transformers That's 3. That's what I was thinking, is I was seeing the bad guy from Transformers You're the dude 3, who yeah. was beating Shia LaBeouf's ass in, like, Chicago or wherever y'all who were. sold out to the Decepticons. You blame him? You blame him, bro? In context, not really. Exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> he was a bit of a sleaze. <laughs> I mean, yes. But it just... <sighs> that gamble did not pay off for him, though. Also, the, the most eye-rolling moment... And it would have paid off if the Autobots had been true to their word and got the hell off the planet like they were supposed to. <laughs> but they didn't because they're liars. <laughs> they're liars, and I don't trust not nary a Transformer. Get off our planet! Um, but no. I, the most eye-rolling moment in that movie is towards the end where he's like, he's been busted out for being a shady dude that's killing people, and he's trying to kill the main character whose name I don't remember. I'm going to call her Lisa. I don't think it's Lisa. But he was like, Lisa, get back here! And he says the worst pun slash one-liner I've ever heard in this type of movie. He's like, 
That's right, this year there'll be no leftovers. <laughs> and I let out the loudest <laughs> of all time. And I was like, dear Lord, <laughs> someone got paid to write that. That line is as bad as somehow Palpatine returned. It's terrible. It's terrible. But then they doubled down on it because old girl, when she pulls out the musket, that's right, you did, I didn't misspeak. You heard me correctly. She pulls out a musket and is like, you're right. There will be no leftovers this year. Kablam! And he gets blown up. That's not the joke to double down on. That's terrible. Well, you know, I think, and, and I 100% agree with you, that's absolutely cringeworthy. Ugh. But I think the reason they did it was because in the very original teaser trailer for that way back in Grindhouse, when it was just a joke, that was in that teaser trailer. That's that's this fine. Year, be that's fine. Leftovers. You want to know something though? That that trailer came out in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. It's what twenty twenty three. I can't do the math in my head. What is that? Sixteen, 16 years. years. It's a lifetime of a high you, school sophomore. Um, <laughs> you have enough time to realize that's bad dialogue. Mm-hmm. You don't. Movies do it all the time now. Stuff makes it to the trailers I, that I, don't appear in the book. Marvel's made a career out of it. Oh, I, and I, I agree with you, although I, I will say I don't think the point of this movie was to be good. I think... No, <laughs> it wasn't. The because they succeeded. Movie, the point of that yeah. movie was to make money, and which it did. It and did. I don't fault them for the movie making money. Because I fault uh, them for the movie just not being good. And we're, we're, we're getting Thanksgiving 2. It's already been confirmed. So uh, there will in I fact... I can get Thanksgiving 2, but I can't get Happy Death Day 3. I guess there will be leftovers. There won't be. Because <laughs> I ain't watching yeah, the second course. The I second say course. that and I'll be there opening night. Like I hope it's called <laughs> Thanksgiving um, Seconds or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so what what else? Thanksgiving to midnight snack. Oh, we uh, we watched uh, Godzilla minus one last night. We did. Um, I think we uh, I think I did a disservice to that movie by going to watch it after I got off work. Yeah, because I did notice there were a few moments where I looked over and it looked like you were fighting the battle. Oh, I was most definitely fighting the yeah. battle. And, and spoiler alert. The battle won many times that night. So, uh, basically, uh, what's interesting, and I think Logan and I basically generally agreed on our thoughts about the movie, because when we came out and he was telling me what he thought, it was pretty similar to what I thought, which is the movie actually has a really solid story about a guy who's dealing with a lot of guilt, who decides that uh, by the end of the movie that he wants to live, and in doing so... He, he he gains his courage and his like and he becomes a man and he like accepts his found family and, and he has this wonderful character transformation the movie's well acted it's beautifully shot I mean I the director uh, whose name I literally cannot pronounce is a very um, visually talented person um, and apparently he's very well respected and uh, Japanese cinema. I can understand why. Um, I, uh, written and directed by Takashi Yamazaki. And, and look, I, I I thought Godzilla was appropriately monstrous, and I thought the atomic breath stuff looked really cool. When he shoots it, it looks like a mini atomic explosion. 
Um, the destruction was great. Budget was there. Um, but Logan, I think, as you put it, uh, the emotional story, which made it a good movie, mm-hmm. um, almost didn't need Godzilla, Godzilla a yeah. motif of Godzilla, to carry it. It was... That movie, um, it's like I told you last night, that movie is the exact same movie if you take out Godzilla and just put any, any challenge, any massive a threat. massive tsunami, yeah, uh, a, a war in general. It could mm-hmm. have just been about the war, um, because essentially it is um, about what happened to kamikaze pilots who failed in their mission, and what happened to Japan in the immediate post-war era, mm-hmm. uh, and that's. That's something, of course, that means a lot to the Japanese people, but it's something that, like, I don't think many Americans get an opportunity to explore much in mainstream pop culture movies. I thought it was great for that regard. And look, I'm there are going to be people. Look, uh, the critics are hailing this as one of the one of the top five Godzilla movies of all time. Um, I don't really have a qualm with that, and I'm not bashing it. Like, I'm sure there will be someone listening to this who thinks that, like, I'm saying something bad about the Godzilla stuff. I'm really not. I actually really enjoyed it. I just think that, like, uh, the movie... A, I think... It was a great movie. It's a great movie. But it wasn't... That just happened to be a Godzilla movie. Yes, and, 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 God, and, and that is certainly one way you could approach a Godzilla movie. But the other way, which is my favorite way, is to just make a disaster kaiju movie, which is what the Americans did in 2014 and what they've been doing... With Godzilla versus Kong and and Godzilla also Godzilla uh, times Kong the the new empire or whatever that's coming out in April. Dear Lord, big excited. I I enjoy the movie. I think Shin Godzilla from a couple of years ago is a. It's not a better movie. It's just a better Godzilla. It's a better uh, kaiju. Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla yeah. minus one is a great. That you kind of just added Godzilla into. It's a fun title, too. Right. The, the same way that uh, 123 Cloverfield Lane is a great movie that you kind of just can arbitrarily slap the Cloverfield name onto it at the end. Because Cloverfield Lane has nothing to do with the first movie. Until the very end when you find out that John Goodman was right and there are crazy monsters attacking the planet. That movie by itself (laughs) does not (laughs) change if... It's still a great movie if if the freaking aliens didn't show up. John Goodman is also concerned with monsters attacking the planet uh, in the Monsterverse. (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) Uh, Which there is a new TV show... On Apple TV, that's set in the um, the, the uh, monsterverse, Godzilla and Kong, and all that kind of stuff. And Kurt Russell and his son are uh, playing the same character decades apart. So, I hear it's getting good reviews. Genius casting. Uh, well, Logan, we got about five minutes. Uh, anything else you want to add about the films we watched in November before I, we? I think that's call it every movie. Um, because I've watched other stuff but I've watched stuff that came out years ago so 
Well, we're we're, we're uh, we'll talk more about this uh, in the the year end wrap up podcast, which is coming at you guys next week. Um, but we're definitely looking forward to um, uh, you know. There's a few other movies that came out uh, are now coming out. We got Aquaman two, Woo! Uh, Ghostbusters. Woo! Um, I want to check out Napoleon. Um, I watch everything Joaquin Phoenix does, and Ridley Scott made Alien and Blade Runner and a few other things. I so have I've got to watch it coming out. You know? um, uh, I want to see the Wonka movie um, mm-hmm. that's coming out. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, we got the we got to we getting Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. I'm getting the wrong but Timothy but, Chalamet. But we're movie. not double dipping Timothy Chalamet. So, uh, um, so yeah. Well, all right. Be safe, gang. Uh, we're gonna uh, be back next week, and it'll be our end of the year uh, celebration. Um, hope you guys stay safe. Let's close out this year the right way. Nobody do anything illegal. Um, let's all finish the year out healthy, safe and home with our friends and family. Um, And uh, enjoy some good college football and uh, all that, if that's your thing, some college basketball. Enjoy your family, and we will um, talk to you guys very soon. You know what to do. Send us some feedback to lnjpod at gmail.com, and uh, be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe, spread our legend wherever podcasts are listened to, and we will see you guys next week.